In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. This is Live La Bella Vita with your host, Don Catherine. If you're looking to know all the latest beauty tricks of the trade and the latest fashion trends before everyone else, this is your show. Do you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense? This is your show. It's Live La Bella Vita on Toginet with Dawn Catherine. If you love wine and want to know more about the process it takes from the vine to the bottle, If you love Italian food and want to learn Nana's recipes, you enjoy travel and want to know the best luxury destinations and resorts, love spending time with La Familia, does your business or passion allow you to live La Bella Vita? Let's find out. All that and a little more with an Italian flair. This is Live La Bella Vita on Togina.com. And now, here's your host, Don Catherine. Welcome to the Velveeta Show. I'm Dawn Catherine, your host, and I am pouring myself a glass of wine and getting ready for another great show tonight. For those of you who are listening to my podcast on iTunes, thank you for downloading my show. And for those of you who may be listening to me live, make sure you go to iTunes, look me up, and just click on it where it says that you can download our shows because they're all fabulous. So take a listen to all those great shows so tonight i have on our uh, as my guest sean kenyon who has written a great book the martin gentleman cooking and entertaining with sean kenyon and he just happens to play the ultimate bad boy deacon sharp on the young and the restless he originated the role on the bold and the beautiful so we'll be talking to him coming up in the next segment about his book and We'll be asking him a whole bunch of questions about his little stint on Dancing with Stars in our homeland of Italia. And uh, so last week we were off because it was Thanksgiving and it was a very enjoyable holiday. I hope that everybody had a great day. Um, with family and friends and enjoyed some great wine and some great food. I know that I did. I had a really nice dinner. It was typical Italian Thanksgiving with all the, you know, Italian appetizers, the antipasto, the rice balls, the whole thing, the whole, you know, it's just way too much food when it's Italian. Um, but I actually made my very own turkey on Sunday uh, so that I could make turkey soup. Because let me tell you something, I can throw down some turkey. I can make the best turkey you've ever had in your life. And I'm not willing to share my secret with you because then everybody's going to know and then they're going to make the best turkey ever. And I'm going to not have that to claim anymore, but I do make some great turkey. And um, I will share my turkey soup recipe next week and tell you exactly how I make it. And it is amazing. So anyway... Glad that everybody is uh, enjoying the holiday. We're full swing into it. So there has been some news for me personally since last time we were here, since I wasn't on the air last week. I have actually adopted a cute little shelter dog. He, she, actually, she, I've had boy dogs, and I still have find myself referring to her as a boy sometimes, which is so sad, but it's true. Um, but I had my dogs for 20 years, so it should be 
understandable to most people. But she is so sweet. I love this dog so much. I've had her. It will be two weeks on Friday, and I just love her. And I'm going to tell everybody her name, but I think that I'm going to ask our guest what her name is because, of course, it's Italian. It's me. Come on, people. So you know it's an Italian name, but I want to see if you can figure it out. So we're going to play a little trivia. So we'll find out her name later. <laughs> so when I took her home, um, she was a shelter dog. I had to pick her out. Actually, somebody else had looked to adopt her, but I was able to um, get her because somebody decided that they didn't want to adopt her after all. And she is just so cute. She's five pounds. She just is so itty bitty. I just love her. Uh, when I got home with her, I carried her into the house and put her down in the kitchen and she immediately ran into my room. And if you know anything about me, you know that I travel a lot. So I always <laughs> have my suitcase in my bedroom along with my traveling, you know, my travel bag as well. And she ran right into my Louis Vuitton travel bag, which just cracked me up. And she literally went in there and snuggled up. And I was like, oh, my God, this is my dog. Because I travel so much. And I have to tell you, I have bought the most expensive luggage that's out there. And it all falls apart because the airlines don't care. So I have just foregone that and just bought, you know, just regular luggage so this dog like looked at to where she could have gone she could have went right into my luggage which is not designer but the dog decided to go into my louis vuitton bag people come on how cute is she seriously so i knew that at that moment i had chose the right dog because you know i love my designer stuff so <laughs> i have now a little high maintenance dog yes i do so <laughs> she's just adorable so if any of you are thinking about getting a dog please before you buy a dog from a breeder please visit your local shelter because there are many, many dogs and cats and other little creatures that need a place to call home. And I've had her for 12 days and I swear I feel like I can't live without her. So um, I know that you could feel the same way about giving um, a pet a place to stay to. So go and check out your shelters. And if you can't and you don't want to have a pet, please donate to them. They need lots of donations, food, a whole bunch of stuff. If you want to walk the dogs, whatever you want to do, they're always in need of help. So do what you can for the dogs. So um, anyway, it took me a week to figure out her name. And like I said, I'm not going to disclose that until the next segment when we talk to Mr. Hardy Patati, Sean Cannon, and uh, I'm going to make him try to figure out what her name is so uh what are my incantatos this week good lord um what has me spellbound well there's been so much that's going on i mean i feel like i've been going off the air for a while but um guess what it's 12 o'clock here well 1207 actually on the, the east coast and that means it is officially december 1st so what does that mean people it is 24 days before christmas and you people need to get shopping <laughs> i have not one present <laughs> just fyi um it's a good thing that i own a company so that if if I get desperate, I can just like pack up stuff that I sell and give it to people because I really don't want to get into all that mess at all. So it's crazy. 24 days, people, this year is just going by so quickly. 
if you want to send me a gift for whatever reason, please send it soon because I need to get it before Christmas. I'm just totally kidding. But, you know, feel free. I'm sure I, you probably would know what I would love, but I'm just really totally kidding. So my style icon this week has to be somebody that I have never, she has yet to get an icon award for me. So I think this is pretty cool. Um, it would be JLo um, on the American Music Awards. She was in a maraud black silk mesh gown looking fierce. I mean, people, come on. She is 42 years old. She has two children. She is got a slamming body she's just beautiful seriously i just think she's gorgeous she never looks bad it's just crazy i love her so we are really excited that uh, miss joe j-lo has made the list so good for her now you know every week we do a wine pick of the week but you know what besides I'm going to have Mr. Sean Knien give us a wine pick. So if he's listening yet to the show, I hope that he can go into his wine closet and figure out what his favorite Italian wine is so he can tell us what it is. So we're going to let him pick it out. So he better be going into his wine room or wine closet that I'm sure that he has, Mr. Entertainer, that he is. He loves to entertain, so he has to have a vast wine collection. So I'm going to make him pick the Italian wine pick of the week. So let's see. My buffoons of the week. I, I People, listen, I have to tell you, it's all the freaking crazy people that are out shopping on Thanksgiving night and on Black Friday. I think you people are just crazy. First of all, it's crazy that you, well, it's crazy that America on a whole thinks that it's acceptable to make people leave their families so that they can go to their jobs to open up a store so that people can go and buy things that they could wait till the next day to buy. And then you have on top of that, you have these people on Black Friday who go crazy because there's a $2 waffle iron for sale. And, you know, they're pepper spraying each other, for God's sake, so that they, they can get a stupid game. I just don't understand it. I just think, you know, we, we are so consumed by material stuff. It's just kind of crazy to me. So I just think that uh, we really need to have a come to Jesus moment people and just say you know what it's really not that important that I need my $2 waffle machine that I have to knock down some old person that needs to go to the hospital now because I had to get like five of them for all my family members I don't know I just think that uh, it's a little bit crazy so you know six hours after you've eaten a meal and probably said grace before the meal and said, oh, I'm so thankful for all the blessings that I have in my life. And then six hours later, I am pepper spraying somebody for some stupid thing that's on sale. I don't know, people. It's just a little bit much to me. I, I don't know. I, I just don't get it. So they are the stunads of the week, the buffoons of the week. I, I just can't even get over it. So I will tell you that I did not do any Black Friday shopping, nor did I go to any Thanksgiving Eve shopping, nothing, because I feel that if I go and participate that, that I am just perpetuating it. And if, you know, if people would just actually stop going and stop going into these stores and giving them the money, then they wouldn't open. I think it's very funny that this country kind of stands on family values and how important the family is, but 
not if it <laughs> has to do with shopping, because then all bets are off. So anyway, so, you know, I kind of think that I give it to another year or two, and then places will be open on Christmas, too, and there'll be no holidays that you can't go shopping. We need to be a little bit more like Italy. They take frickin' 20, you know, two, three, four hours in the afternoon for siesta, so... You know, if 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 a store is not open when you're in Italy, if it's not open when you go, you either go back or you go back the next day. Bada bing, bada boom, and no problem. Come on, we need as Americans, we we we, we need everything right away. We got to just get over that. So, anyways, our next segment, we are going to have Mr. Sean Canan join us. And uh, if you have any questions for him, you know, you can give us a call. Our number is one eight seven seven eight six four four eight six nine. If you have any questions, we'll see you on the other side of break. This is Don Catherine. Bella Vita. Stay with us to learn more about the latest beauty tricks of the trade and latest fashion trends before anybody else. We'll be back with more Live La Bella Vita right after these on Toginet.com. Bésame, bésame Have you ever wondered why America is facing such a health care crisis? Then join us for Dr. Peter DeVent Live. Every weekday at 1 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. He'll answer your health care and medical questions and share with you his knowledge and opinions on topics ranging from holistic health care to spirituality and wellness. You'll find out about the roots of your health care challenges versus symptom management, the holistic approach, how the spirit, mind, and body connection is critical in both the development of illness and the solution to illness, how emotions are directly related to physical illness, and how to read your body like a book. Dr. DeVette will also go through your personal questions and how you can navigate through the illness maze. Supplements, medications, therapies, treatment options, surgeries, all kinds of things related to your health. Dr. Peter DeVent live every weekday at 1 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Parents, if you feel overloaded, overworked, underappreciated, and seriously stressed out, the Parents Plate is here to help you. The Parents Plate with Brenda Nixon. Tuesday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on Toginet. It's time to build stronger families through parent empowerment. And that's what the Parents Plate does. The Parents Plate understands the busyness of life and balancing child rearing and other commitments. Brenda Nixon will be talking to noted experts and authors on all issues, from teething to teen driving. Brenda Nixon is a nationally recognized speaker to parents and child care professionals and author of the award-winning The Birth to Five book. From Fox 4 in Kansas City to schools and synagogues to businesses to bookstores, conferences to churches, audiences rave that Brenda engages, educates, and encourages. For more information on Brenda and her books, check out her website, brendanixon.com. The Parents Plate is loaded with information and affirmation. The Parents Plate with Brenda Nixon. Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on toginet.com. And from thence, I had great desire to see Italy and came to Venice and from thence to Florence where I played before the Duke and got great favors. 
If it's good enough for Sting, it's good enough for us. This is Live La Bella Vita on Toginet. If you love Italian food, you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense, you love travel and luxury destinations and resorts, this is your show. It's Live La Bella Vita, all with an Italian flair. Now, let's get back to the show on Toginet. It's Live La Bella Vita. And here again is your host, Don Catherine. Welcome back. This is Dawn Catherine, and this is the La Bella Vita Show. And I am very excited to introduce our guest. He is known as the bad boy of daytime, and he has written this great book that he's going to talk to us about. So welcome to the show, Sean Canaan. <laughs> Thank you, Sean Canaan. <laughs> I don't know why I can't say it correctly, not, but you'll just... Not Canaan, it's Canaan. I... Hey, you know what? I'm from New England, and I have an accent. Are you going to really, are you going to, like, okay, like debate listen, with me? Okay, first of all, I was just going to, I'm very familiar with the accent, and that should not preclude you from properly saying Canaan. Canaan, okay, so well. Italy, when I go to Italy, no one can pronounce it either. It's always okay, well, uh, a canon. Senor canon. Yes. <laughs> See, so maybe that's why I can't say it properly, but it's all good. So, you know, anyway, so listen, you are, like, Everybody may not know who you are, my listeners out there. So, can you give us a little background about yourself and what what it is that you do besides playing a bad boy on The Young and Restless? Uh, sure. Uh, you know, I've been acting for about twenty five years uh, and producing as well. I've produced five feature films, one of which I wrote uh, that Lionsgate distributed called Chasing Holden, and. Um, this is my first book, uh, uh, The Modern Gentleman, Cooking and Entertaining with Sean Cannon. And, and when I'm not acting, I, I uh, let's see, I just got engaged, which is really exciting. Uh-huh. And uh, I love to travel. I travel to Italy as often as I can. As you should. Um, so I, I love to study. Uh, I study the Italian language, and I and I love to cook. So that's that's kind of that's kind of me in a. I'm a Scorpio. I like long walks on the beach. Uh, my turn-ons are Sunday afternoon matinees. And turn- no, I don't know. That's, that was- <laughs> That's funny. Um, so your book, I, I think, can I just say that, um, if I just want to make a disclaimer to you, is that I'm a little boy crazy, and we, you know, I, I talk about that a lot. I'm a little bit boy crazy, so okay. if I if I flirt with you a little bit, I hope that your fiance does not get you get upset because any man that can cook and entertain is like so wonderful in my eyes, and it's just it figures that you know you're off the market because there's not many men that can do those things, and I'm so happy that you came out with this. Yeah, so I'm so happy that you came out to a book, and I know that you said that this book is for men, but it's also for women too at some point. So, you know. Tell us how, you know, what's what's the book and what, is, you know, tell us what the background about the book is. What exactly can people expect from it? The book is really a hybrid. It, I definitely teach you how to cook uh, in the book. And uh, it's great for people that have never cooked. And it's, it's great for people that have a nice working knowledge. I teach you how to build your pantry, build your kitchen, um, how to... I use I use the analogy of the theater, and I say, listen, you know, there's there's all types of different theaters in the world. You know, you have sort of gritty off Broadway theaters, you've got Carnegie Hall, and you've got makeshift theaters that are set up in you know uh, elementary cafeteria rooms. Um, and and the one thing that they're all capable of. To 
delivering is is great work. It's 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 based upon what's on the stage. You know, it's the, the acting on the stage rather than what the exterior of the theater looks like. And so I say, you know, you don't have to have, um, you know, thousands of dollars of cooking equipment and the Viking oven and the this and that to be able to create some really interesting stuff in the kitchen. Um, the book is about using food and entertaining as a conduit for connection, because I think ultimately that's what we're all trying to do. We're all trying to connect with ourselves, with the world around us and with other people. That being said, I mentioned that it was a hybrid. The book also talks a lot about being a gentleman in today's very confusing social landscape. I I think that guys have gotten kind of a bum rap in recent years. You know, all you have to do is look to Hollywood and to Madison Avenue, and for instance, in TV, guys are generally uh, depicted as overgrown children who really can't do anything properly unless their wife shows them how to do it. And in, in TV commercials, they're, you know, they're maniacs for beer and pizza and bikinis. And I don't really think that's, that's completely the case. I just don't think that a lot of the skill set that women wish we had was never really taught to us because men haven't had a mentor like women have had Oprah and they've had Martha Stewart and you know they've got they've got women like you on the radio discussing stuff like this guys really have not had that and uh, I think it's I think it's time that, that men learn that you know cooking and and having an eye for aesthetics and things like that is not an intrinsically feminine quality um, you know I think that the guys who did Queer Eye for the Straight Guy had a lot of good information, but I, I'm afraid that it was often disseminated at the at the expense of the people they were trying to help. They kind of made the guys that they were trying to help feel like they were incompetent, and I think consequently it was difficult for a lot of mainstream American guys to feel comfortable taking advice from those guys. And, you know, a lot of guys have seen me in Karate Kid 3. I was the bad guy. I mean, I've, you know, I've, I've done my fair share of martial arts movies, etc. And I think hopefully when I speak to them in the book, they can, they can, you know, look at me as a guy that is sort of a guy's guy that's equally, you know, comfortable, um, uh, you know, doing a lot of the stuff that I do in, in, the, in the movies as, as well as being in the kitchen. And so hopefully it's, it's the, the message will will be received a little more clearly. That's great. That's really great. And I, I do agree with you. I do think that men are definitely shown in a very bad light that they're totally incompetent. But I do think that the, the generation of women now, I think that they really are starting to teach their sons how to do things. I know that my sister, my nephew, who's 13, she has taught him from a very young age how to cook. So he knows how to to cook for himself because his father doesn't even know how to boil water. Right. So <laughs> so she taught my, you know, she taught my nephew and he likes to cook and actually he wants to be a chef. So I think that's pretty, pretty cool. Absolutely. You know, I'll tell you, I even take it a step further. You know, there's a whole chapter that I talk about, um, you know, appealing to the five senses when somebody comes to your house, if you're having a woman over for dinner or anyone for that matter, you know, you, you want to not only appeal to the olfactory, the sense of smell by what you're cooking, etc., but, you know, you want to, you want to, make it an entire visual experience and an auditory experience with, you know, creating like a playlist to match uh, the menu for the evening. And I, I talk about how 
if you're cooking for a woman for the first time, hopefully, you know, you've, you've gotten to know each other a little bit, you know a little about her, and I, I always talk about that movie, uh, The American President, with Michael uh, um, Michael Douglas, and he wanted to get Annette Benning the, the flowers from her native state, but he couldn't get them, and she was from Virginia, so he sent her a Virginia ham. And I mean, it seems like that's kind of kooky and whatever, but it, it, it demonstrated that he cared enough to find out a little bit about her, and so, you know, when I in the past when I cook dinner for women uh, or, or, or special guests, I like to find out a little bit about them and really you know, bring something to the evening that uh, lets them know that I did a little bit of research. You know, Whether, for instance, if it's somebody's birthday, maybe you, know, you go back to the year of their birth and, and create a playlist of all the top songs from that year. Or uh, uh, you know, so if, you, if you know, for instance, that they're a vegan or a vegetarian or something, you, know, you want to create a meal that really caters to what they want. Because at the end of the day, being a gentleman is, is about making other pe- people feel comfortable and at ease. I, there's, a, there's a great story uh, about uh, a host who had a dinner party and he had set out finger bowls. You know, the finger bowls are the, 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 the water with the lemon that you sort of wash your fingers in at very formal yes. meals uh, in between courses. And one of his guests looked around and picked his finger bowl up and started drinking it, thinking it was some <laughs> kind of a, a soup. And without missing a beat, the host picked up his finger bowl and started drinking it. And that's the difference between good manners and etiquette. You know, etiquette would state that you would never do that. But good manners and being a good host is about making, you know, your company not feel badly and making feel good. And and that's, you know, that for me is the uh, the story that defines good manners. That's so true. That's awesome. It's such a good point. <laughs> that really is a great point. I think, you know, as, as far as what you said, I think that every girl who's listening to the show right now wants to know why that you, you probably that why you don't have some kind of boot camp for men. <laughs> because I think we all want to send our men to you wow, so that you uh, can teach them what it is. I, I, I would be, I would be very attuned to putting something like that together if I thought that there would be uh, enough interest. It's actually a really good idea. I'm, t- I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now. When I find yeah. the really cute hot guy that I want to be with, I'm sending uh-huh. him to you. <laughs> From listen, seriously, just get him my book. I'm telling you, I've got uh, more guys who maybe their book was put in their hands by you know the, the significant woman in their lives, but they mm-hmm. they write me and they are so thankful about some of the stuff that I'm able to uh, to impart to them. Uh, you know, and I never really had anyone to teach me this stuff. I, I people say, you know, why are you, um, you know, what gives you the uh, the the expertise to to write this sort of stuff? And I, I I disclaim myself in the beginning by saying I've made every mistake in the book. I'm not a classically trained chef. I, I trained myself, but then again, so did Rachel Ray, and it's mm-hmm. supposed to show you that if I can do it, anyone can do it. But I have had some unique experiences. You know, I've lived in Hollywood for 25 years, and I've been fortunate enough to live uh, in Italy for a year. And, you know, I, I, I learned a lot about the European lifestyle, and I think there's a lot about that lifestyle that American men and women could benefit from. There's certainly a lot from our lifestyle that they could benefit from. But I think mm-hmm. that's, that's, you know, the part of being a worldly person is, is you know, learning, taking a little bit from here and a little bit from there to, to sort of create yourself. 
Absolutely. We're going to be coming up on break in a second, but when we come back, I do want to talk to you about living in Italy and what your experience was like there. And I do happen to know, I heard from a little birdie, that you happen to be on the Italian version of Dancing with the Stars. And I know it was a few years back, but I would really love to hear about your experience. (laughs) I think that's great. And I want to find out what your favorite wine is, too. When you come back, you're going to give us the wine pick. And um, and I'm going to find out what your favorite city is. So if anybody has any questions, um, you can call us at one 864 4869 Again, that's 1-877-864-4869. This is the Little Bella Vita Show. This is Don Catherine. We'll be back on the other side of the break. is Live La Bella Vita. Stay with us to learn more about the latest beauty tricks of the trade and latest fashion trends before anybody else. We'll be back with more Live La Bella Vita right after these on toginet.com. The Mary Beth Wells Hour is a talk radio show where we reach out, reach deep, and talk about topics of substance. We'll cover points of interest, such as World War II and the Holocaust, the Vietnam War, the planets and the oceans, skydiving, rock climbing, and much, much more. Join me every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time as we delve into and discuss fascinating subjects. It's a program to pique your interest for sure. Get your woo on from business and branding to babies, best selling books, and personal breakthroughs. Then it's time to tune in to Woohoo Radio Love, Life, Business, and the Pursuit of Happiness with your host, Lisa Stedman. Wednesday afternoons at 4 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Using her signature blend of inspiration, motivation, and kick butt action, best selling author and chief Woohoo woman, Lisa Stedman, wants to help you discover the Woohoo that only you can do. Lisa will show you how to create your signature Woohoo way of love, life, business, and the pursuit of happiness without losing yourself. If you're tired of a one-size-fits-all approach to career, relationships, and personal growth, get your weekly woohoo on with Lisa and her rock star guests as they reveal their personal stories of bouncing back from boohoo of rock bottom into the woohoo of love, life, business, and the pursuit of happiness. Check out her website, lisastedman.com. Join us for Woohoo Radio, love, life, business, and the pursuit of happiness. Wednesday afternoons at 4 p.m. Central on toginet.com. If you love Italian food, you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense, you love travel and luxury destinations and resorts, this is your show. All with an Italian flair. It's Live La Bella Vita. Now, let's get back to the show on Toginet. And here again is your host, Don Catherine. And welcome. 
Welcome back. We, this is La Bella Vita Show. This is Don Catherine, and we are back with Sean. And I'm not just going to even say his last name because I just am going to screw it up again. So I'm just not going to say it. Um, so before we went to break, we were talking um, about your book, and I think it's fantastic what you have done. And I think that every man should go out and buy it. And I think it's a great Christmas present, people. So Thank you can go you. on. I think that you can go on Amazon.com and order your book. I think that's where it's available. Correct. You can. It's on Amazon.com. It's at uh, certain Bed Bath & Beyonds. It's at BarnesandNoble.com. And if you would like to get a signed copy, uh, you'll have to use PayPal, but you can go to the website for the book, which is www.SeanCanan.com. And right. I will uh, sign it however you like and ship it out to you. And uh, it's, it's a great gift. Awesome. I think that's great. I think that I might have to buy a couple for some people that I know that probably could be, could use your help in that department. <laughs> so, so let me just ask you real quick off topic. What was your, did you host Thanksgiving this year at your house? Um, I didn't host it this year, although I did, uh, I did cook uh, a few dishes this year and brought them to, uh, to my aunt's home who uh, uh, hosted it. Yeah. Okay, I was just going to wonder what was like what the great things that were at your house. Uh, I, mean, I did make something kind of unusual. I, I made mashed potatoes and I uh-huh. used uh, about a cup and a half of pistachio nuts and I, really? I smashed them really fine and mixed them into mashed potatoes with sauteed uh, wild mushrooms and sour cream and obviously lots of butter. And then um, I garnished it with um, um, the truffle oil. Which was really, I mean, you have to like truffles because it's got that really mm-hmm. woody, uh, earthy taste. But if you like it, I mean, there's nothing like it. And it was just, it was a big hit. Can I just tell you that I love you? <laughs> you complete me with that recipe. That sounds I'm looking, amazing. I'm looking at the website here trying to find you. And I can't find you. Wait, nope, not finding you. Lots oh of people here who are hosts, and I am okay. not finding you. Oh, I'm there, babe. I'm telling you, I really am. Just all these, with all these different photos. Oh, oh, you're so you're there. Yes, if you keep on going down the page, you'll see my lovely picture. It will say Don Catherine. Hey. Yeah, just keep on going. So, all right. So, let me ask you this. You know, every week we do a wine pick of the week, and uh, I told people that you would be so kind to give us our wine pick. So, can you please do that? Do you have a certain wine that I, you would recommend? I can. I can do that. Um, <laughs> as I told you, I was living in Campania, uh, outside of Napoli, for off and on for a year and uh in that area they make this great white wine known as greco di tufo and it's um you know it's indigenous to to that area and it's it's dry and has kind of a a very subtle nutty flavor and uh you know i really like it 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 was inexpensive really good and uh, we drank lots of it <laughs> As you do when you're over there, you drink lots Actually, and lots, lots of wine. Exactly. So did you like? Did you? Did you? I know that you have to. The answer to this is already yes. But so did you enjoy your time living over there? Oh, uh, you know, it was it was life changing for me. It really it really was. I mean, I I have friends over there that I see consistently that are uh, some of my closest friends. Uh, you know, my my experience over there really just opened up so many different horizons for me. Um, you know, I've studied Italian now for like seven years. So, you know, the language is, is really, it's my second language and Italy's become my second home. 
as it should. I think it's the most amazing place in the world. <laughs> in my, in, in, I, mean, in I love Italian people. I'm, I'm, everyone tells me I'm an honorary Italian. Yeah. I'm not Italian, but I'm, I guess I'm an honorary one. There you yeah. are, Don Catherine. Look at you. That's me. That's All me. Right. Um, so you were on the Italian version of Dancing with the Stars, were you not? And, was, and what was your experience like with that? It was Bailando con la Stella. Um, it, it was a lot of different things. It was one of the hardest things I've ever done physically. Uh, it was difficult because at the time, I really did not speak Italian very well. And uh, it was difficult with the language. It was, it was limiting and frustrating. Um, you know, you, when, you, when you're being presented to an entire country and you're used to thinking of yourself as a very articulate person capable of utilizing the language to express yourself, and then you find that you're severely limited by that, that's difficult. Um, you know, it was the first time I had lived uh, out of the country by myself. Uh, there were times when it was very lonely. There was times when it was the most exciting thing on the planet. Um, I, I, it ultimately was just a life-altering, unbelievable experience that I speak about, uh, you know, consistently through my book. That's, that's amazing. I, you know, and I know that they have a huge love for the bold and the beautiful over there. So I'd assume that you got a lot of love from those Italians. Um, yes, there was lots of Italian love. <laughs> I, thought so. I, I, I was really trying to improve uh, Italo-American relations um, one <laughs> at a time. Yeah, I'm sure you did, because I I know, I mean, I've actually watched The Bold and the Beautiful in Italian over there, and I think it's funny because they're kind of way behind, but that's okay. But it's very interesting to watch it over there. So um, anyway, so what's your favorite city over there in Italia? Do you have a favorite one? Um, it's a tough one. Uh, I think from purely aesthetical and architectural uh, standpoints, I would have to say probably Florence. Really? Um, okay. As far as just having fun, uh, I love uh, Porto Cervo in Sardinia. Mm -hmm. um, and and, and I, I mean, I lived in Rome for, you know, seven, eight months. I mean, Rome is is also like, you know, a second home for me. I mean, I've got lots of friends there and, and I know the city pretty well. Um, and, you know, there's nothing like driving by and seeing the Colosseum or, you know, seeing uh, some of that unbelievable Bernini statue that just graces, you know, different street corners. Mm -hmm. It and, is amazing. And, and, and also, uh, Venice is obviously beautiful. It's just so damn difficult to get around. <laughs> it's it's really funny that you should bring up Venice, really though, because I agree with you. But it's beautiful. It is beautiful. Let me ask you a question. See, I I know that you probably didn't you didn't hear my opening segment, but I just adopted a dog oh, from the kind? shelter. I saved its little life. It's oh, little, she's a little she's a little five pound Chihuahua, oh. <laughs> and and she's uh, she's a Chihuahua Yorkie mix. So she looks like a Chihuahua, but she has markings of a Yorkie. It's kind of crazy, and we yeah. think she might have a little mini pen in her as well. But um, she looks like she has a mask on, and since I'm Italian, and you know everything that I do in my life revolves around everything Italian. Italian. Um, I wanted to name her something that had to do with Venice because she looks like she has a mask on and I couldn't call her Carnivale because it was just a stupid and um, I, didn't want, I, didn't, I didn't want to call her Venezia but I did come up with a Venetian name and I want to see if you can I'm going to quiz you to see if you might be able to figure out it's Venice I found a name for her tell me what you might think it might be besides Carnival or Venice okay. oh, what I might think it is 
Yeah, it might be. Well, I mean, you know, Venice is the home of Marco Polo. Mm-hmm. It's a girl. Oh, it's a girl. <laughs> Marco Polo. Um, uh, Venice, Venice, Venice. Hmm. Venezia? That was on the top of the list. And, you know, if it was a boy, it totally would have been Casanova, but it's a girl. Um, a Casanova, right? Um, <laughs> okay, I'll, I'm going to give you a hint. It's a place where you can go have a drink. La Piazza, the, mm-hmm, yeah. uh, the, the, a place to have a, dri- a drink. Um, well, uh, well, her name comes from a place where you would have a famous like v- a, Venice. Like a no, no, yeah, oh, well, no. Oh, but what about, you mean, you mean like uh, Cip- Cipriani? That's part of her name. That's, that's her middle name, Cipriani, but she has a first name. Um, what, what are they famous for? Yeah, no, I know. Her name is Bellini. I won't torture you anymore. Ah, Bellini, Bellini. okay. Bellini Cipriani is her name. (laughs) Bellini Cipriani, I love it. That's funny. She's so cute. I love her to death. She's my little baby now. That's funny. I like that. Yeah. Yes, well, my other other dog's names were Pesto and Bianco, so I had to continue. Bianco, okay. (laughs) So I had to keep on going with the theme, so I know you think I'm totally crazy now. So, you know, I know that we've talked about your book. Is there there one thing that you love to make? Like, what is your one favorite thing that you love to make out of anything? Because for me, it's Italian food. I can throw down some Italian food. I came up with this. Um, this dish while I was living in Italy that is uh, it's a, a bit of a cross between uh, a puttanesca and a bolognese so I called it uh, pasta puttanese and it's it's uh, it's a meat sauce I like to use generally uh, veal beef and some sweet sausage and uh, it never comes out the same way it usually is more or less the same ingredients. You know, I use capers, olives. Um, I like to cut up an eggplant and put some, some cubed eggplant in it. Uh, and it's a real heavy ragu that uh, I let sort of boil down. It's got a nice uh, balsamic vinegar overtone to it. And, and I do it with like a tagliatelle or, um, you know, there, there's a new noodle. I don't know if you've ever heard of this, but it's, uh, it translates to um, uh, stepmother's tongue. Or no, no, um, a mother-in-law's tongue. And it's called uh, lingua, lingua della suocera, and it's like it's like multi, it's like a, about an inch wide, and it's like green and white and red and yellow, all these different colors in one. Looks like a beautiful ribbon, and uh, it's sort of a, a heavy, hearty pasta. And I like to use something like that, and then put like a nice big scoop of the uh, the puttanese sauce on top, and it's just so filling and so good and robust and great for like the, the winter months. Um, so I'm going to be coming out to L.A. in a couple of months because I have some business to do out there. Um, I think that you need to make that for me. <laughs> I'll tell you what, if you come out here, I'll make it. I'm serious. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold you to that. You, you, you can do it for sure. Okay. All right. Well, we have one minute till we go to. Hey, listen. We get it. We're going to be going to break in about a minute. Will you come back for our last segment? I just have a couple more questions, and then we will wrap it up for the night. Okay, sweetheart. All right. So, if anybody has any questions, which I know, actually, I had somebody just text me a question on my phone, which was hilarious. the number is one eight seven seven eight six four four eight six nine, and uh, we are going to uh, be coming back with Sean, and he's going to answer some more questions. And uh, one of the most important questions that my friend just texted me was a question about someone that he used to be an actor 
act with in um, it's really funny so I think he's going to get a kick out of that question so this is Don Catherine this is La Bella Vita show we're going to come back to you on the other side of the break and the tunes are going to be flowing at any second now we'll see you on the other side Bella Vita. Stay with us to learn more about the latest beauty tricks of the trade and latest fashion trends before anybody else. We'll be back with more Live La Bella Vita right after these on Toginet.com. Bésame, bésame mucho. Booyah! That's the word uttered when you know you have the upper hand. Or you're the winner. Well, now we have the Booyah Radio Hour with Martin Brassi. Tuesdays at 9, 8 Central on Toginet.com. Martin's show is all about helping speakers and authors find their niche, create their brand, and achieve massive success. Each week, Martin will interview guests from around the world who have achieved tremendous success as speakers and authors. You'll find out who they are, what they do, and how you can follow in their footsteps to achieve incredible results. Guests will come from around the world of business, entertainment, finance, the arts, and sciences. Nothing is off topic. No subject too taboo. We'll share valuable information as well as huge laughs as we discover the ups and downs of being a successful speaker and author. The Booyah Radio Hour with Martin Pressy. Tuesdays at 9, 8 Central on Togedat.com. The Trick to Getting Published with your host, Florence Blake. Friday nights at 9, 8 Central on Togedat.com. Flo has seen it, done it, and now can share from her experiences as a newspaper staff reporter, feature writer, freelance editor, and college writing instructor. And now Flo has authored a system whereby her students enjoy a 90% success rate in attaining publication of their manuscripts for the first time. In just four years, she has over 800 of her own articles published in national magazines, newspapers, and anthologies. Author of several books, including the powerful memoir, The Sicilian Nobleman's Daughter, Florence has advised and edited professors, deans, PhDs, and hundreds of students' writings before submission. And now it's your turn. Join us Friday nights with your questions. Most of Flo's students say they've learned much and thoroughly enjoyed the journey. It's The Trick to Getting Published with your host, Flo Blake. Friday nights at 9, 8 central on toginet.com. If you love Italian food, you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense, you love travel and luxury destinations and resorts, this is your show. All with an Italian flair. It's Live La Bella Vita. Now, let's get back to the show on Toginet. And here again is your host, Don Catherine. And welcome back. This is Don Catherine. This is La Bella Vita show. And we have Sean Kanan on. Is that correct? Kanan. Yes. Uh, 
I swear to God, I cannot say it. I just can't. I'm just going to give up. Forget it. I even wrote it down like phonetically, but I just can't say it. So I'm just going to give up. Everybody's going to be like, okay, yeah, whatever. So I, I can't do it. So I'm just giving up. So, all right. So I, somebody, you know, I've had a couple of questions and I, I, I know that, um, you know, we have to talk a little bit about your role on the bold and the beautiful and the young Larissa Deacon Sharp, who is like the ultimate bad boy. And, um, you know, Deacon is just great. I, you know, he's just a bad boy, which, you know, every girl loves a bad boy. But um, my friend did ask me to ask you this question. Um, and uh, she wants to, she wants to know who you felt the best actor that you have worked with in daytime soaps is and why. Um, that's, that's a hard question, you know, because it, you, you have, you have, you know, you have good chemistry with some people, you have better chemistry with others. Um, I, I have to say, I had very good chemistry working with Rick Hurst, uh, as far as the guys go. You know, Rick Hurst and I have done a, a film together. Um, Rick is like a three-time Emmy Award winner. He and I are friends. Uh, and so even though we played guys that really hated each other, we were able to bring some good chemistry to that. Um, I think Steve Burton and I had you know, good chemistry way back when we did uh, General Hospital. Um, I think Catherine Kelly Lang and I had you know, great chemistry. Um, into that. Uh, yeah, Jennifer, uh, yeah, I mean, as far as the women goes, I, uh, I'd have to say probably either Catherine Kelly Lang, um, Leslie Ann Down, uh, and uh, Jennifer Finnegan. Yeah. And, I, I and, and, and now, yeah, but now, I mean, I'm, I'm working with um, um, Melody Thomas Scott, and I love working with her. I mean, I think we have a very unlikely pairing, but, mm-hmm. um, I, you know, they've been writing some terrific stuff. I've been off the show. I just, I just aired, I think today was my first day back, today or yesterday. Okay. And, uh, and now I've got this incredible storyline that, that just I feel so lucky that they, they've, uh, you know, let me, let me run with the ball finally. So uh, that's, that's going to be un, unfurling over the next uh, two months. Awesome. You know, I, I have been watching The Young and the Restless since I was in high school, and I actually have not really watched for the last year because I gave up TV. So, um, ah, but I kind of do. Really? I, know, I wish I, I could. I, I um, but I I do watch certain shows. I just can't commit myself to watching The Young Restless every single day. It's just too right. much for me. But um, I, I mean, I do kind of follow the storylines, and I, I I adore I adore The Young Restless. And I, you know, how do you feel about all these soaps being canceled? I mean, I know that YNR is the number one. I don't see it going anytime soon. But you know. Right. What's you know, I mean, it's it's obviously sad because when you when you know the people who are losing their jobs and you know it's not just the actors. You know, you look at all the crew guys and the crew, you know, gals who that's how they support their their families and they're they're losing their livelihood. It's really sad. Um, you know, unfortunately, it's a it's a it's a very simple question of uh, economics. Um, you know, uh, m- most soap operas are more expensive to produce than other forms of daytime broadcasting. Uh, you know, and if they're not able to substantiate the, uh, or rather, you know, derive the uh, the revenue for commercials uh, to keep the boat afloat, then they're going to look for something that is is more cost cost effective. Um, it's just, right. It's, just, it's really unfortunate. 
Yeah, it's it's sad. I mean, there's just so many, and I know, like you know, with some of the other soaps that were on some of the other channels, and that they were just recently canceled. All my kids and all that, and I know that you know everybody was hoping that they would go like on Oprah Network, or you know, then they were going to go online, and now they're not. And so many people are disappointed. It's just it's just too bad that if if the mainstream channels did not want to broadcast it because of a cost and expense or whatever, that there was a place that they could all go. And I just I can't imagine like even though I. I'm not faithful as I once was to my YNR. Um, that um, I would be devastated. I still, I, I used to be a huge Another World fan, and uh, to this day, I still mourn the loss of Another World. I still right. can't get over that. It's very sad. Uh, so, I know yes. people get really, you know, people get really invested in, in in our shows, and I think that. You know, like through thick or thin, and and over the course of people's lives, they know they can turn on the TV and count on seeing these characters, and these characters do become, you know, sort of a a, a surrogate member of the family, and mm-hmm. you know, people get really impassioned by what goes on by them, you know, thankfully, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know, I it's I think I think a lot of actors in daytime we we get frustrated with the medium because it is a frustrating medium to work in. Um, a lot of times. Uh, uh, you know, soap operas get a bad rap, and I always tell people, you know, we get one take to do what we do. Not like in a movie mm-hmm. when they'll do three pages in a day. We do 60 mm-hmm. pages in a day. And and so it's, it's frustrating sometimes when people, you know, make comments about daytime. But uh, and, and I know a lot of daytime actors want to do other things, you know, myself mm-hmm. included. But right. it really makes me feel good when, you know, a fan comes up and says, hey, you know, um, my mom was really sick in the hospital for about six weeks. And, you know, watching you guys every day, I'm convinced, really helped her get better and uh, put a smile on her face. And, you know, that sort of stuff really makes it worthwhile. Yeah, absolutely. I have to tell you, I, I will just tell you this as somebody who I know that you're, you know, you're on YNR now, but you did originate the role of Deacon on The Bold and the Beautiful. But I have to tell you, the chemistry between you and Brooke. <laughs> It was amazing, and I have to say that the best sex scene I ever on daytime was between you and her, bar none. That's best scene every, ever. That's what everybody says. Uh, you know, that was <laughs> we, we. That was you know we got to do that right at the. Uh, sort of the tail end of when the sensors really started kind of clamping down and um yeah, I thought we I thought we did some really some really good stuff. Um, we were able yeah. to really push the envelope, and you could never get away with you know a lot of the stuff that we got away with back then. Uh, you know what happened was literally the day after the Janet Jackson Justin Timberlake uh, you know fiasco with her falling out of her her dress or whatever, um, the censors sort of put the clamp down and they, they actually went overboard. They were like, okay, there's nothing is going to happen that in any way is going to get any, have anyone, you know, write any letters or anything like that. And so consequently, um, almost overnight, we had to completely re- redo the way that love scenes were done and adhere to all these really kooky, strange rules. But, uh, so I feel lucky that we had the chance, you know, when I was doing the stuff with, uh, with Kelly, that we had the chance to really do it without so many uh, limitations yeah she's beautiful i mean she just i I, you know someone who has watched had watched bold and beautiful since the day that it started she has like not aged although i mean when you see some of those like montages from the beginning to now i mean you can obviously see that she has aged over the last 20 years but she just she gets more beautiful i just don't know i I, I agree she's a beautiful lady and And so uh, is it melody thomas scott she is 
amazing. I just think she's so beautiful. Yeah, yeah, I really I've said, do. I've, I've said this before in interviews, and um, I, I'll say it again. I, I remember when I was working on Bold and the Beautiful across the hallway from y and I don't know if a lot of people know that, but we're on opposite mm-hmm. sides of the same large hallway, uh, along with Price is Right and some other shows. And I would see uh, Eric Braden, who up until I started working with him, I called him Mr. Braden, and, uh, uh, and Melody. And I, I told myself if I ever got on The Young and the Restless, I had to sort of take a deep breath and, and really say, hey, you know what, man, you, you, you've made it to the number one show. And then mm-hmm. if I was able to be on that show and ever get into a storyline with with Eric and with uh, Melody, I had to remind myself that I was not only on the best show, but that I was working with the best of the best and, and mm-hmm. to enjoy that, to, to appreciate that. And, and consequently, every time I work with those two, I, I try and bring my A game and I don't try, I do bring my A game. And I, I really remember that it's, it's a real blessing that I'm getting to work with two people like the two of them. Absolutely, absolutely. There's so many talented actors on the Young and the Restless. Oh, it's are, amazing. I mean, I mean, you know, they they're all they're all amazing. Michelle Stafford. Uh, I mean, seriously, she's great. I mean, you know, Christian LeBlanc. I mean, yeah, Doug, I love him. Doug, Doug Davidson, I think, is great. I, yeah. yeah, yeah, they're all they're all they really are. They're all amazingly talented, and I've watched them for so for so long that right. you know. I think it's funny that I remember that I, I know enough to know that, that like Victoria should really only be about like 18 now, or maybe. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's funny. Well, that's SARS, you know, soap opera. What is it? SARS, soap opera, rapid rage, age, aging syndrome, <laughs> or whatever to call it. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of that going on. That's, that is definitely for sure. Well, you know, we're gonna we're you know the show's gonna be over in about two minutes. So before we uh, before we leave, I just want you to be able to tell everybody again how they can get in touch with you, how um, they can get your book, and thanks, give us all your social media stuff. Okay. Go. Well, first of all, if, if anybody wants to follow me, because I do appearances throughout the country and everything, uh, you can follow me on Twitter. That's the best way. It's Sean Cannon on Twitter. And I'd really appreciate it if everybody would follow me. Um, the book you can get the book on amazon.com the modern gentleman cooking and entertaining with sean cannon or you can get it at my website which is uh www.seancannonthemoderngentleman.com and i'll be glad to sign it for you as well um and what else can i tell you that's uh that's about it tune into uh uh cbs channel 2 uh it's 11 30 uh pacific time and uh and and watch uh what's going to be an unbelievable story on the show, and I, I just appreciate you giving me the time to talk with you. Um, oh, if anybody, you. if anybody has read the book, I, I would also really appreciate it if maybe you take the time to, to write a quick little review on Amazon um, because that really helps. And I'm just trying to get mm-hmm. the book out to as many people as I can. As, yeah, absolutely, and I will be telling all of my friends to make sure oh, that they do so. so much. I, really I followed you it. on Twitter, so you better follow me back. I, I will totally follow you on Twitter. Is it, it, what's it under? <laughs> I it's under Don. It's on Don. I'll, I'll do it right now. I'll do it right now. All right. It's right. it's under Don Catherine, so you you can find me. So thank you so much. I so appreciate you coming on to the show. I, I enjoyed you having you. Get out there. You let uh, me know, and I'll make you that pasta puttanese. I, I'm telling you, I'm writing. I have your publicist's name. I'm going to be writing him and telling him when I'm coming into it. town. So you're not getting off the hook on that all one. Right. <laughs> Thank you so much to all your listeners. I really appreciate it. All right. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. So, all right. So tonight, it was a great show. 
We will see you next week. This is Don Catherine. This is La Bella Vita Show. And we will see you on the next episode of the La Bella Vita Show. Thank you for being a part of Live.